Hi, everybody. This is Jack Starr. You're listening to Metal Mayhem ROC with John the Vernomatic Verno. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music, interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com. Or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. It's getting nice and heavy. And now, welcome tonight's host, John the Vernomatic Verno. Good evening, everybody. It's Thursday night, and as always, brand new content drops. I invite you to visit the MetalMayhemROC.com website. There you'll have streaming links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. All the platforms are there. Tonight's episode, legendary U.S. metal guitarist Jack Starr. From Jack Starr's Burning Star, his first band in the early 80s, Virgin Steel, well, He just secured a brand new record deal, new studio album, new anthology career-spanning box set coming out. So he's joining myself along with Metal Mayhem ROC correspondent Southern Kale for an interview. Uh, Jack's a great guy. Again, 35, 40 years in the metal arena. He has stories that keep going on and on. He's a real cool dude. Quick reminder, I host a radio show of this very show on Metal Devastation Radio on Monday nights, Metal Mayhem ROC Live, three hours of metal, playing the best of the old stuff, best of the new stuff. And we also have Mark James, Metal Mark James. He's on our team. He has some weekend shows that you should check out. Metal Mark's Audio Aggression on Saturday nights and on Fridays, Metal Mark's Vault. Two great outfit shows that he does. The Metal Mayhem Show on Mondays kicks ass. So again, just go to our website and all the links, information for everything associated with this show is there. Recent episodes, we had Brand Daler of Mastodon a couple weeks ago, Paul Merkowitz of Cannibal Corpse, and we continued our History of Metal series. Do us a favor, go back, download some of these past shows, rate, review, and subscribe. While you're there, sign up for our email list. It's our way of staying in touch with you on updates on new episodes and whatnot. All right, that's about it. Let's get into it. Jack Starr from Burning Star, Virgin Steel, and many other acts in between. I'm the Vernomatic. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Hey! Listen up. Now get that popcorn ready and grab a seat. Do it! As the Vernomatic presents this week's feature interview exclusively here on Metal Mayhem ROC. Today's guest, we're talking with Jack Starr, American heavy metal guitarist, 35 years in the hard rock and heavy metal landscape. Just secured a new deal with, with Global Rock Records for one, a new album, and two, a three-disc career-spanning anthology with live tracks and rare stuff and everything in between. Jack, uh, welcome to Metal Mayhem ROC. How are you, buddy? All right. It's a pleasure to be here and talking to you guys. I have on the line from Melbourne, Florida, Metal Mayhem ROC correspondent Southern Kale. John, say hello to Jack Starr. Hey, hello, Jack. Thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate it. 
Oh, my pleasure, John. Always good to talk to fellow metal <laughs> brothers. Jack, are you still in uh, Melbourne right now? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, I live in West Melbourne to be specific. So all of my fans can track me down and camp out on my front lawn. Yes. John, where are you in proximity to where Jack is? I'm over the bridge in Indian Harbor Beach. Oh, I love Indian Harbor. You're beachside. Yes, I am. We'll do a, a little plug for John's establishment. John, what's the name of it? Frankie's Beachside or what? Frankie's Beachside, right in Melbourne, Florida. So, John or uh, Jack, stop in for some uh, lunch and a beer down at Frankie's Beachside. I will. Anytime. You know, now that I know that your uh, metal credentials are in order, <laughs> I, I will see. come down. <laughs> You'll see the uh, Metal Mayhem ROC stickers on the door when you come in. All right. We're flying the flag. So talk about flying the flag, exciting things in the Jack star camp. Like I mentioned in the opening, uh, what's the name is global Ro global rock records, new album, 2022, new vocalist career spanning, uh, anthology pack. Get us up to speed. What happened over this pandemic? Look at you hit the jackpot. What's going on? Well, you know, I've actually been pretty busy you know, without sounding like I'm a cheerleader for the pandemic, but some good did come from it, which is some people got to stay home and focus on whatever it was that they're doing. And in my case, it's music. So um, I stayed home a lot and I actually uh, wrote and recorded a solo album that'll also be coming out. And uh, we finished up Souls of the Innocent. Uh, we did it in our home studio. It's the bass player lives uh, about 10 minutes from me, Ned Maloney. He lives in Palm Bay, which is right near where we are in uh, Melbourne. So we used uh, a lot of that downtime uh, to be productive. Beautiful. Well, I don't know where to start. The new album, Souls of the Innocent. You mentioned through show research that you have a new vocalist. Is it the existing band? Give us the backstory on the guys you're playing with. Okay, well, the band is exactly the same as uh, as it was on the last three albums. We did change singers. Um, we had a wonderful singer that, that sang on the last three albums. His name is Todd Michael Hall. He's now uh, in Riot, the band mm -hmm. Riot, and he's also a solo artist. So... Todd went off to do his own thing and we're, we're very supportive of Todd and we wish him well in everything that he does. He's a killer singer, but our problem was how do we find another singer that can measure up to Todd? Not an easy chore. Um, the, our manager at the time, uh, Bart Gabriel, who's a very well-known uh, metal, metal guy from, from Europe, he suggested a young guy, 28 years old. And I'm thinking, wow, could he be any good? <laughs> you know, 28, you know? And uh, I think he's 30 now. He got old. You can't, you know, you can't trust him now. Because, you know, remember, you can't trust anyone over 30. Yeah. That was a, a saying from the 60s. Well, anyway, so we, uh, we checked him out. And the kid's amazing. He's really good. I don't want to say who's better because, you know, when you reach that level of singing, of vocals, there there is no better. It becomes a matter of 
of taste. And, and our singer before that, Mike Torelli, was also a phenomenal singer. And Frank Vestry from Rock the American Way, and Shmulek, who was the singer in a band called Picture, he uh, actually sung with us on one album also. So we've always we've always had really great singers. Now the new part of this deal, the anthology, career spanning. Right. Why don't we quickly get everyone up to speed on your career? Because the recording career started in the early 80s, Virgin yes. Steel and that. But you've, right. you know, there's many roads of this Jack Star Boulevard. You know, you did the metal, you did the solo metal, you did the blues. You you know, like I said, there's many roads. I, I even did a jazz fusion album. <laughs> the wine and the cheese tour nice so yeah. uh get a get some of the uh younger listeners up to speed on the history of jack star well you know here's what happened basically um in 1981 i started a band uh called virgin steel it was a music that wasn't really very popular in america uh we were doing like kind of like this epic metal uh, music that really has its roots in some of the bands like maybe Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin, uh, I don't know, you know, just that yeah. style of music. A band called Budgie that very few people have heard of. Uh, so anyway, so we started this band and I was trying to find people, you know, I would put ads in the music paper. Uh, we're doing a, we want to start a metal band uh, and we wanted to kind of sound like a British metal band. So that already eliminated 99% of the people that read the ad, you know? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, what's he talking about? Who is Iron Maiden? No one even heard of Iron Maiden in 1980. Well, I mean, if they had, they were living in England, you know? Yeah. So anyway, to make a long story short, so we started this band, Virgin Steel, and we kind of helped define a sound, which, because uh, we were really pioneers of this, I don't know what you want to call it, epic metal or power metal. It was metal, but it also drew on classical influences. There was a lot of particular uh, things that made it that kind of metal, you know, that defined it. Yeah. Now you mentioned, you know, Budgie, Zeppelin Purple. Budgie just right. recently lost uh, Shelley Burke, which... Yes, uh, that was a loss. Yeah. yeah, it was. And, you know, Budgie... Yeah, you're right. They go back to, you know, they were tied in with Zeppelin. I think the same producer was going on and, yeah. you know, they're all contemporaries. Right. So absolutely. You, you know, yeah. so what you're saying is the early Virgin Steel was pulling from those roots. And yes, are you, but we were pulling from the roots that Budgie was listening to and yeah. that Iron Maiden was listening to. So it's kind of a, erroneous for me to, to make it seem like we were influenced by Iron Maiden because truth be told, the only thing that I really knew about Iron Maiden, I think I heard one or two things, yeah. was I really thought the name was cool. Iron Maiden, I like the juxtaposition of light and and dark, heavy and light, you know, yeah. Iron Maiden, you know, <laughs> Zeppelin, you know. So I was thinking, you know, I want a name like that, like Black Sabbath, you know, that light and evil and uh, I, I wrote down a list of about 35 names and I kind of uh, showed them to a lot of people 
you know, I would like kind of corner them and say, hey, what do you think? What name strikes your fancy, you know? And some of the names I came up with were ridiculous, you know? And then, and the weird thing also is some of the names I came up with actually got used by other metal bands in the years to come. So some can of them were actually- Can you share any of those? Um, well, give well me some a- of them weren't really big, but like oh. I came up with a name, Vendetta. And then there was some band out of Chicago that, that became uh-huh. uh, Vendetta. I came up with uh, like, um, I don't know, just stupid yeah, names, you know. Yeah. But, but they, but well, version version steel. It's a killer name, and it it, it really it, is, it, and it generates uh, imagery. Virgin steel. You got to yes. listen to like if uh, you heard a rock and roll commercial for the tour. Come out and right. see virgin steel. And right, so. and then you know, and it's got a couple of like of little nuances in the name, like um, it could be about steel in its purest form, you know, when people uh-huh. are hammering it out, you know, it could also be literally a maiden, a virgin. So hence the connection maybe to either maiden, you know, the, the virgin, the maiden, yeah. it could also be stealing the maiden's maidenness. Okay. You know, which is what a lot of rock guys have been known, you know, to do, you know, so, I mean, there's like a million ways of looking at it, you know. But so I started this band. And um, then what happened is it became kind of like a power struggle, even though I started it with me and the singer. And I made the mistake of contacting uh, this manager in Canada who uh, who I thought would be great for Virgin Steel. His name was Zorin Music. Mm-hmm. And he managed a band that, that had a, a hit on MTV. They were called Sada. Oh. And the name of the song was uh, on, the, on the Loose. Yeah. On the Loose. So at the time, you know, I was like really like young and idealistic. And it was like, it was like, damn, you know, we're good. He should like us because we're progressive and we're heavy. And, and we're just as good as Saga. And, and we're from America. So maybe he'll like us. So I figured, you know, what can I lose? You know, like $3 in postage. So I sent him the... Uh, our demo and he got back to me like literally like four or five days later and he said you guys are brilliant i want to manage you little did i know that him managing me would also mean that he would be part of the coup to get rid of jack star in virgin steel and why did he want to get rid of jack star well basically because i was like the business guy in the band. I was getting oh. the record deals. I was uh, setting up publishing companies and all that. And um, so I was kind of like, and I was older than the other guys. I'm like, I'm 10 years older than the guys in Virgin Steel. So it was like, you know, let's get rid of Jack. You know, did it work out for them? No, not really, because they're still in the same place they were at. In 1984, we haven't gotten bigger. Virgin Steel, I say we, it's kind of nostalgic that I'm still referring to we. But, you know, it's like 100 years later. But really, they haven't gotten any bigger. You know, it's kind of sad, actually. Well, it is what it is. So you you had that little time in Virgin Steel, and then Burning Star... Was it right. solo or was it a band, Jack Stars? Well, Burning actually, Star. It's, 
actually, it started off being a solo project uh, because, you know, I had some bad feelings after leaving Virgin Steel. I wasn't really ready to start another band. Mm-hmm. I figured, let me see if I can parlay what I accomplished with Virgin Steel, which is getting in all these metal magazines, which is going overseas to play and um, just developing this worldwide cult of metalheads. So I said, you know what, let me go check out some labels. So I walked into the office of Passport Records. I knew who they were because they had, uh, I don't know, they had like Rick Derringer, Leslie West, Wendy O. Williams, Al Stewart just had a hit, Year of the Cat. They had him. They had, uh, they even had Bill Wyman of the Rolling Stones. They had, they had an album called Willie and the Four Boys. Okay. So that appealed to my ego. It's like, it's like, fuck, I'm going to be on, on a label with one of the Rolling Stones. Wait a minute. I like that. And I I didn't even care that they were offering like five grand less than the other label. It was like, I want to be on that label. Sure. So anyway, we signed, I signed a record deal with them. And then I used the fact that I was on this prestigious independent label to basically pick, you know, really great musicians like Rhett Forrester from Riot, Riot. Carl Kennedy, like the first drummer of Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, um, Gary Driscoll. So Mm -hmm. I got all these great people. And, um, and I found out something that, you know what, it's really a lot better working with like top notch musicians. A uh, quick side note, um, I spoke with Carl Kennedy on Sunday. Oh, wow. We did an interview for the radio show last night, remembering Johnny Zazula, Megaforce. Yes. And yes. Carl said, sends his hello. Oh, Carl's <laughs> a great guy. And, great guy. Um, please, please give him my best as well. And, um, you know, what can you say about a guy like Carl Kennedy? Not oh. only is he like a phenomenal drummer, but he's also a phenomenal producer and he's had this incredible impact on heavy metal that most people except like maybe people on the inside, like you and I and a few others don't realize that he was there defining and helping Metallica create their sound. He was there with for anthrax. Anthrax. He was there. uh, He was there for me. He defined, you know, this Over, kind of overkill, Alex Perales uh, at Central Absolutely. New York, you know, all that, that, that whole pipeline that made its way up to Rochester. Sure. It's, it's all been discussed in our, in our yeah. conversations. And he was the reason, he was the reason I went to Rochester. You know, I never knew that there was a, stu- a great studio there called uh, Music America. Yep. But it was thanks to, you know, to Carl. And uh, so, but, Let's flash forward 100 years later to 2022. There you go. Carl, you know, I've always been in touch with Carl. I've always had a very high regard. And, you know, um, I found out from Carl or through the grapevine, I don't even remember, that there was a new label that was being formed, uh, a label called Global Rock. And and Carl had something to do with it. Uh, I think Carl is one of the, the, the main people Mm -hmm. in this label uh and call you know told me he said you know jack if you're interested i can i can put in a good word and i can introduce you to the people that you know would be the ones that you would need to address so i was like okay yeah 
I'm ready for a change. It was, yeah. it's really like the right time, you know? So it's a, a real example of, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And absolutely, and, you know, it, it's always been like that, you know. Now is Global Rock, is uh, Giles involved with this? Yes, Giles okay. is involved. And, and that's someone, somebody else that's yeah. phenomenal that Giles and I reconnected because about, I don't know, like six or seven years ago or eight years ago, I, I'm not exactly sure. But Giles had a wonderful band, um, and he asked me to contribute a guitar solo to it. Mm-hmm. It's called Dragon Lord. Wait, what's it called? No. Dragon. Oh, man. My, I'm getting old. My memory is going. But anyway, <laughs> it has it has dragon in it. And he asked me to contribute a guitar solo to it. And, and I said, yeah, because I had no idea who Giles was. You know, I, I didn't know if he... I did it because I thought the music was really good. Yeah and, yeah. and I heard what they were doing and they were from Australia. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. You know, they they could be living, you know, right in Melbourne doing, doing the same kind of metal that I'm doing. <laughs> and it kind of makes you realize the, uh, the, the, uh, the scope of the worldwide-ness of, of metal. It's, it's like, we're all like in it together, you know. Oh, the metal community. It's it's yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's there's a it's, community out there. It, it's amazing. The more you spend time in it and yourself, you know, you've been in this arena for 35 plus years. So yeah. And I hate to keep referring back to that, but I want to emphasize that, you know, you do have a history here. And Jack Starr's place in the history is one, it's important, but it's significant. And that's why it's a celebration here in 2022, how you're able to come out with this new release and, you know, celebrate it. Before, I want to send it over to uh, John. He has a lot of questions for you. But the Souls of the Innocent, when is it coming out? Any videos, any of that stuff? Or is it? It's it's coming out soon. Uh, And I'm not being evasive, but I really Mm -hmm. believe in the next three or four months. Okay. The album is totally recorded, totally mixed, totally mastered. The art is done. The artwork for the cover is done. It, it's ready to go. Giles does have a really great plan in place, which is we're going to do some videos. And in fact, we're doing it tomorrow. We have two days blocked out in a uh, sound stage, and we're going to be bringing in all the equipment, and we're going to be filming. Uh, some videos for to to uh, kind of go with the release of the album. So even though you know we've been kind of pestering Giles, oh come on, let's put this out of it. <laughs> Giles rightfully has said, let's wait to get these videos out with it. Yeah. That said, plus I've also me and the baseball have also done, I think about twenty five videos where we are talking off the cuff about each song. Oh, okay. So so there's going to be a lot of um, video presence for this album. Great. Which right. is important in the, in the pandemic age. Oh, yeah. The, the more content and different content really helps the publicity. Yeah. All right, John, let's go down heavy metal memory, memory lane. What do you got for Jack Starr today? Well, let me first ask you, Jack, are you doing those... Uh, is that going to be a local shoot for those videos somewhere here in the Melbourne area? 
Yes, it is. It's going to be, uh, we're doing it at Res Pro Studios tomorrow night uh, at five o'clock. And then we're doing it on Thursday. Wait, actually, no, not tomorrow's. Uh, tomorrow's Wednesday. Yeah, tomorrow's Wednesday, yeah. Because yeah. so we're doing tomorrow, five o'clock, and then we're doing Thursday, five o'clock. So we'll probably be going from five to like 11 o'clock at night. We'll, but tonight, I mean, tomorrow night is setup night. We're going to be setting up all the equipment, the drums and all that. And the, the videographer is going to get, you know, the camera angles. And then we'll be ready to shoot um, um, on Thursday. In fact, you're welcome to come. We can talk about that later. But That would be awesome. Yeah, man. All right. Well, let's take a little stroll back down the, the heavy metal memory lane here. Um, I want to throw a name out at you. Um, Richard Hendry. Ah, okay. Well, um, Richard's 80s, 80s in the park. Richard's Richard's a great guy, um, a great supporter of uh, Burning Star and Jack Star. And he's been really responsible for bringing 80s metal to, to Central Florida. He's been putting on these wonderful 80s in the park metal shows. And uh, I'm impressed with him as a person. And as an authority on metal, my God, this guy knows every obscure metal band that ever existed. <laughs> I mean, he's the only living person that ever mentioned Princess Pang to me. How the hell did he even remember that band? They had like four months of fame in New York City, but he remembered them. Wow. Yeah, he's, a, 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 again, a local Melbourne guy. He was responsible for putting on the 80s in the park. I believe it started in 2013. We were um, at the first one. The, the last year that he did it, um, they had the hurricane and they had to cancel. And then uh, there was some issues mm -hmm. getting some of the bands in. And then they ended up doing it out in Coco at one of the hotels out there. So it was a little different. Um, I know he's not doing it anymore, unfortunately. But I spoke to his daughter, Taylor last night um just to oh. get some tidbits and things like that she said the most important thing i thought she said was that you were a good friend of the event you did um event yes. promotions um pre-event promotions after mm -hmm. parties that they would have yeah. um and she said that you were you were just great uh she's a sweetheart uh we played we played at the first one and we played at the second one the third one uh not sure exactly what my role was in it, but the third one, it was mainly autograph, set, autograph signing. And, um, and then the fourth one, which was actually held at Melbourne Auditorium, uh, we played there as well. And that, that was, was a good, was good lineup on that show. They had, uh, yeah, that had I was uh, playing, uh, Leah Ford was there. Leah Ford, Kicks, remember Kicks? Kicks. Yeah, they and were then, there. Uh, the Quiet fact, Riot was the closer that night. It was a, a great event. And there was another band, too. Uh, uh, the band where the, the guy sings really high and they sound a little bit like Zeppelin. Uh, wow. Fly to the Angels. Um, I don't remember. The, I could not tell you that one. What's that band that does Fly to the Angels? I don't know. Slaughter. 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 There we okay. go. Okay. All right. So, yeah, they yeah, played there, he too. Always is, uh, 
he's always gotten some great talent to come into those um, events. It's unfortunate that he's not doing them anymore, but um, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet and speak with Richard. And um, I just wanted to, you know, you gave us your take on them. It was nice to hear that um, they really appreciated everything that you did for them with the promoting of the events, the yes. after parties and all that. Yeah. Um, I know, I know that there was a, a few bands in there that they probably wouldn't ever deal with again. But uh, yeah. you were on the you were on the top of the list for sure as far as uh, yeah. grade A number one acts for them. Oh. Well, you know what? Uh, I can't say enough good things about Richard, and uh, I mean that sincerely. There's not a tremendous amount of money to be made doing this because, first of all, you have to pay sal. You know, you have to pay a decent uh, a decent salary to all these bands. Then you have to deal with uh, insurance. Yeah. You got to pay for insurance. You've got to deal with security. There's just a tremendous amount of uh, of headaches that they have to deal with, and they do it really out of love for uh, '80s metal. So I yeah, give that them was all my the take with Richard. Absolutely good stuff there. You know, a lot a lot to do. We did a little show back. Um, it was like a behind the scenes show of what it actually takes. You know, us as fans, we go to a show, we see two hours of an event, but what's going right. on for the other 22 hours? And uh, we did a little interview with Taylor about yes. all the things that go into putting a show on and, uh, you know, that we don't really think about as fans. We we just show up to the show, we have a great time, and we go home. You know, there's, you just, know, there's so much more going on. It's true. It's 100% true. And I never um, felt at all that you know the the festival was badly run or 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 i i just always felt that that richard was really in control and he had it mapped out and worked out and it was good it's always as a musician and as a band leader it's very important to walk into those kind of situations you don't want to be part of a train wreck or as the british say a cock up you don't want to be yeah, part right. of that. <laughs> yeah, but other bands I've, I've I've talked to about this '80s in the Park event, uh, L.A. Guns, that they were everybody always had very nice things to say about Richard, and like you yes. said, he wasn't doing it for the money; he was doing yeah. it for the love of the music and the Absolutely. event itself. Absolutely, and you know what? As a musician, this it actually enabled me to see a lot of my contemporaries like L.A. Guns who I didn't even realize how great a band they were. I, I saw them live and like, those guys are good. I, I said the same thing. It wasn't a band that I necessarily listened to, but when I saw them live at the last show, the last eighties in the park that they did, I was, I was kind of blown away as a matter of fact, by all of the acts that they had that night. Um, House of Lords. Kip, Kip Winger was in there that oh. night. Um, yeah, the yeah. Lynch Mob was playing that night. Seeing yeah. all these bands live, it was great. And it, it was just amazing. Like I said, bands that I no, normally probably wouldn't listen to so much, L.A. Guns being the big one. They they kind of yeah. blew me away. It's it's a shame that they're having all the issues they are with the two different bands and then the singer. Yeah. And it just, you know, Tra unfortunate. Tracy Guns, as a guitar player, you know, I never honestly gave him much thought. And then I saw him live and I'm thinking, you know what? 
this guy is the real deal. He, he's got it down. He knows what he's doing. Like if the Rolling Stones needed a guitar player, he could actually walk in and do the job. Well, Tracy, you know, it's, he was the guns of guns and roses before that came, you know, yeah, very good point. He's got props. Unfortunately, I'm getting some alert from this OBS system. We got about four minutes left. And then, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Let me talk fast. But Uh, um, let's talk about the uh, anthology career spanning. Um, Quickly, let's talk about that. Uh, What's included on it? What rare tracks? What live tracks? Never heard tracks? Well, okay. Well, first of all, you know, I'm really honored that these these, uh, albums are coming out again. And I have to really give credit to Giles for putting this together. You know, Giles Lavery is not just a great and savvy businessman, but he's also really a supporter of this kind of music. So what I like is the fact that Giles asked me, how would I feel about having these albums come out again? Because some of them have already come out once or twice, but they've never come out properly. Mm -hmm. And now they're coming out uh, with a lot of, of thought and a lot of attention to detail with new album covers, new mastering, bonus tracks. And that's really coming from, from Giles because he's not just a businessman, but he's really a lover of this music and a fan. And so when you, and so when, when you're a fan and you're the one orchestrating the project, you have the best of both worlds. And it's going to, yeah. And it's going to translate into something that other fans are really going to love and pick up on. Uh, When does this get released? Uh, These are, these have already started to come out on, on digital. So they're available on all the digital platforms and then there'll be, I'm sure, uh, physical releases. Mm -hmm. Uh, The year 2022 is going to be a really busy year for Burning Star. A lot of physical product, digital product, and, uh, and actually, probably some shows over in Europe as well. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? What's the easiest direct link? Well, there's about three or four websites on Facebook. One is the official Jack Stars Burning Star. The other one would be simply Jack Star. And, and also, I have a great assistant who's been helping me with all of this stuff. His name is Phil Simmons. Okay. P H I L Phil Simmons, S I M O N S. And Phil has been um, creating videos and uh, really doing an incredible job of getting the Burning Star uh, music out there. So also contact Phil Simmons as well. We'll have all the links in this video, listeners. So you don't have to scramble and try to write this down. We'll have it all put up for you. That'll be great. Let's see. Got a minute left. Uh, John, would you like to say anything? Parting shots to Jack? Well, I just want to thank you for rocking us out for all these years. Um, let me ask you that they are having your re-releases um, from your back catalog, like starting from uh, 85's Rock the American Way up to the 2013 Live in Germany. Are those out yet? Have they been re-released or is that still in the process? Those are Those are actually have been released on in digital format now now i know you're probably old school so that might not mean as much (laughs) 
but the, to a lot of our there's probably there's a lot of digital is just taking over. It's crazy. You I'm say? a Spotify guy. I like to go on. I get on Spotify. Um, it's got okay. all everything I need on there. It's it's a wonderful Absolutely. format. And we've even got Joe Rogan on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right, guys. Yeah. Hate to cut you short, but uh, we're going to get cut off. Jack, uh, I am going to call you offline. If you could yes, just stand, stand no, stand by your phone, and uh, we'll yes. get some uh, station IDs. Yes, so, and I want to talk. I want to talk to John as well. Yep. So again, Jack Starr, the new one on Global Pack Records, compilation, career spanning, and the new release of uh, Souls of the Innocent. Jack, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Okay. Thank you, Jack. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Metal for Life. Thanks for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our websites at MetalMayhemROC.com and MetalForever.com for information on upcoming concerts, podcasts, archives, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. Catch us next time on WLFE-DB Radio. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.